Welcome to New City Church. This is Matt Freeman, and we are so thankful you are studying the Word of God with us. Jesus founded New City after our forever home, the New Jerusalem from Revelation 21. He wrote our mission statement to foster, strengthen, and grow an unashamed bride looking for Jesus' return. Let's lean completely on the anointing of the Holy Spirit to teach us all things from 1 John 2.27. God is so eager to teach you the depth of his word. Enjoy the study. Well, good morning, everybody. How are y'all? Um, if, you, if you're new here, uh, my name is Mason Zabel. I, I help lead worship here. And every so often when our pastor, Matt, goes on vacation, he asks me to fill in. Um, this one's for Burkle. I will say that I'm the VP of uh, New City Church. Um, he, he, gave me, he gave me fits for that, for labeling myself the vacation pastor, because now he kind of feels like he is too. But um, anyways, uh, I just want to say, um, number one, you know, praise Jesus for this church. I, I love New City Church. Um, I love what God is doing here. I love how we preach the word. We focus on the Lord. Um, we're aware of the times, the seasons that we're in, and um, fellowship with one another is important to us here. And so thank you guys for being here. Uh, you know, hello, Matt and Randy from, if you're in Florida, and the Freemans, um, we love you guys. Let's give Matt and Randy a big round of applause for all they do for New City. And um, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's keep the Burkles in our prayers as they are, um, they're, it's a tough weekend for them as Chris is going to his brother's funeral. Uh, yeah, so please keep them uh, in, their, in your prayers. Um, but uh, with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful to get the opportunity to preach God's word. I, it's something I never thought that um, would be uh, in my, um, just in my path, but, uh, you know, God is a big God, and um, I feel like um, you know, you hear, uh, you know, how people describe the, um, the apostles as those uneducated men, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's me, like, you know, not, I haven't been to seminary um, or anything like that, but uh, I just like to study God's word and it's a great opportunity to be here to preach. Um, and so today what God laid on my heart, um, because anytime Matt asked me to preach, he's like, all right, now what are you going to preach about? Like immediately, I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, it, importantly, I always go to prayer and just ask God what he wants uh, me to talk about, and uh, he gave me this word today, and so uh, like we always should, let's open up in a word of prayer as we go into the word of God. Dear Heavenly Father God, Lord, we love you so much, God, and it's really all about you. God, you are holy, and you call us to be holy, Lord. Help us to understand today what that means. As we study your word, God, just help us to understand. Give us eyes to hear, eyes to see, and ears to hear, Lord. And may your word land on good soil today so that we can leave this place and be changed and go out and um, be bold for your kingdom, God. And, Lord, anything that you want to speak specifically to any one of us today, God, we give you permission, and we're here, and we're, li we're listening, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the title of this message is The Pursuit of Holiness. And, you know, 
the word holy and holiness is maybe something that, um, you know, I didn't fully understand when God put this on my heart. Like, I, we've heard holy so much, but like, do we all know what that means? What does holy mean? Why is God holy? Why does he call us to be holy? And um, we'll see that sometimes uh, holy has kind of been hijacked in our society, you know, and um, holy belongs to God. So holy, you could say it's important. Um, you know, just did a simple word search in the King James uh, Bible, and the word holy is used 500, in 544 verses, and the word holiness is used in another 43 verses. And to put this in perspective, just I, p- I picked a very important word for our faith, um, love. And the word love is used 281 in 281 verses. So you kind of think, wow. Okay, so holy is probably important, right? Um, just a, an interesting tidbit, the first mention, you always look at the law of first mention. Um, the first mention of the word holy in the Bible is in Exodus 3.5. And it's when Jesus is speaking to Moses from the burning bush. And, um, and he said, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. So even the things that are in proximity to God are holy because he is holy. Um, so uh, next slide. So uh, if we look at the Hebrew uh, for holy, I, I put the pronunciation on there so I had a, at least a chance, Kodesh. Um, Outline uh, of biblical usage, really what stands out to me and what, and, and what a takeaway for me is, is holy is set apart. God is set apart. There is no one like our God. God, there is no one as loving he is love. There is no one as merciful. There is no one as just. God is high above everything. He is set apart. He is holy. Next slide. Um, and then the Greek which is in the New Testament, obviously, is uh, hagios. And when you look at the Thayer Greek lexicon, number one is properly reverend, worthy of veneration. That's for God. God is worthy of veneration. God on account of his incomparable majesty. Number two, and this really relates, it can relate to things. It can relate to, you know, things that are consecrated and sanctified, but you know, I, I'm viewing it right now as, it, as us, set apart for God to be, as it were, exclusively his. And that's what stood out to me in my study. And I love that phrase, exclusively his. And three of sacrifices and offerings prepared for God with solemn rite, pure, clean. Um, obviously, holiness starts with the Holy One. There is no one like our God. And in 1 Samuel 2, 2, The Bible says, there is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. So holy starts with God, and that's obvious, but as as I talk today about how God calls us to be holy, let's not forget that there is none holy like the Lord. Um, Isaiah 40, 25, to whom then will ye liken me, or shall I be equal? I love when God asks questions like that saith the Holy One. And this was a little bit of a curveball to me, but I, as I read Isaiah 40, and the curveball I mentioned is just, I want to read this whole chapter. Okay, we're going to read an entire chapter in church. Is that okay? Amen. All right. So, because this chap, this is a, this is just uh, one of those that you just read and you're kind of in awe of God. 
Isaiah 40. I comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make straight in the desert a highway for our God. We recognize that verse, don't we? Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see together for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The voice said, cry, and he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. O Zion, that bringest good tidings, get thee up. Into the high mountain, O Jerusalem, that bringest good tidings. Lift up thy voice with strength, lift it up, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. And he shall gently lead those are with young. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and meted out heaven with the span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance? Who hath directed the spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor hath taught him? Who hath took his, he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket, and are counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beast thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing in vanity. To whom then will ye liken God? Or what likeness will ye compare unto him? Again, he is holy. The workman melteth a graven image, and the goldsmith spreadeth it over with gold, and casteth silver chains. He that is so impoverished that he hath no obtained chooseth a tree that will not rot. He seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Have ye not known? Have ye not heard? Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have ye not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof as grasshoppers that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in that bringeth the princes to nothing. He maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they shall not be planted. Yea, they shall not be sown. Yea, their stock shall not take root in the earth. And he shall also blow upon them, and they shall wither, as, and the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. To whom then will ye liken me? Or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? 
And that was my study about the Holy One. God is the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number? He calleth them by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power. Not one faileth. Who sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth the strength. Oop, where'd I go? This is right before one of my favorite verses of all time. Um, Yeah, verse 30. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. What an amazing chapter about the majesty of God, uh, the greatness of God, the holiness of God. The questions that he asks his people like, like you think about in Job, were you there when I formed the foundations of the earth? And we can just put ourselves in our proper place that God is holy, okay? And he is far above anything. And he deserves the glory, the honor, the praise. Um, kind of sets us right for this message, I think. Um, okay, so set apart. Holiness means set apart in, in many facets. So just some verses about Israel. Leviticus twenty twenty six. And ye shall be holy unto me, for I the Lord am holy, and have severed you from other people that you should be mine. And about us as Christians now in this time. 1 Peter 2.9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 2 Corinthians 6.17-18. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So you kind of get, you kind of get the, the flavor there that, um, you know, we, we are sojourners on this planet and in this world, and um, we're not to look like this world. Um, you know, in James it says, if you are friends with the world, you're at enmity with God. And that's a sobering verse, isn't it? Because the world is enticing, and we, including myself, we all fall into that. We're shiny things, right? You know, oh, squirrel. Like, right, you just, you're just excited. I mean, you know, we live on this planet, and there's so many things to entice us, right? But we're going to get into that. You know, um, let me get a drink here. Which also reminds me. I uh, checked my barn door before I preached, Ryan, uh, and I thought of you. So if anybody wasn't here, uh, I'll f- I forget the date, but I was, I was worshiping, and Ryan was standing, or, you know, worshiping right here, and he made eye contact, and he's like, <laughs> and I had this big guitar right here, and I had to figure out how to fix that. Anyways, it's, it is a straight comedy if we can find it on YouTube, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, as I thought about the word holy, I, I, I also thought about how I feel like the world has hijacked it, you know? Um, you, you think about, and I, I've been guilty of this, and we, we take it as a light thing, and 
we have a forgiving God, so I'm not making eye contact with anybody. But, you know, we put the word holy in front of expletives and just say it like it's a no, nothing, you know. Um, you know, there are songs out there that are, you know, gone, you know, that are in pop radio that are titled holy, and they're not about holy things. Um, you've got just very unfortunately the Grammy performance of a song called Unholy that was just horrible. But that puts... It's, uh, the title's unholy, but it's the word holy's in there, and people are thinking about unholy and hijacked. The phrase holier than thou, you know, you, that's, that's something that's been thrown around. And, um, you know, so that, that leads to kind of connotations of holy that, like, man, I don't, I don't even know if I need to think about this word because I, I don't want to come across a certain way. I don't know if I want to strive for holiness because I don't want someone to think that I think something of myself, Right? Um, these examples have made, it, made us either shy away from the understanding of the true meaning or at least dampened the meaning in our minds. This was going to be the title of my message, but Jenny was like, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. But we're bringing holy back, baby, okay? Um, and God is always holy. What's that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, God is always holy. Um, but let's bring the, what the meaning of holy means to us back, and let's, let's pursue holiness, and that's the point of this message today, is let's, let's pursue holiness. Holy is the character of God that he chose to have the four beasts around his throne proclaim about him day and night for eternity. It wasn't worthy, it wasn't you know, uh, power, it wasn't all these character traits of God that he could have chosen, he chose holy. So it obviously is very important to him, and it speaks amazing things about him. And so then, therefore, we should be like, okay, holy is super, super important to God um, and should be important to us. Revelation 4, 8, and the four beasts each had a, each of them six wings about him. Okay, and the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Amen. So the pursuit of holiness, the why. Okay, when you read, you know, in the epistles, in the New Testament, uh, uh, the authors, the Holy Spirit telling us how we should be holy, it really is like, wow, okay, I get it. So I'm going to read these verses, and and I think as we read them in succession, uh, it it really starts to make sense. So Romans 12.1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, beseech, you could say plead. Paul is pleading with the Romans. Brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Ephesians 1.4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. 1 Peter 1.15. But as he which hath called you is holy, so ye be holy in all manner of conversation. You know, reminder, conversation uh, when the King James Bible was written is, is basically behavior. First um, Peter 1.16, next verse. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Set apart. First Peter 2.5, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. 
and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. The only chance we have to be holy is because Jesus died for us and we've accepted him as our Lord and Savior and appropriated what he did for us so that we can be cleansed by his blood. Um, 1 Peter 2.9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay, so continued the why. 2 Peter 3.11, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation or behavior and godliness? Hebrew 12.14, follow peace with all men and holiness. Holiness, I had a lisp all of a sudden. I got a lisp. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, let me get a drink on that one. Holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. 2 Corinthians 7.1, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Remember when we talked about the good fear? It's the fear of God that leads us to pursue holiness. 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 9. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. We are not ashamed. Nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Okay, so that's the why. The why is there's countless verses in the New Testament telling us to be holy, that we have a holy calling, that we're a holy nation, that we are also to be a peculiar people like he called Israel, to show to the world godly living, um, to be the light of the world because Jesus is the light of the world. So that's the why. Why do we want to you know, pursue holiness? The how and kind of what I found, yes, these are some action steps. Okay, that's okay. Uh, but they're, they're, they're from the Bible. Um, and um, so the how, how. How can we pursue holiness? Well, one is to recognize that we are set apart for God. To be, as it were, exclusively his. Exclusively his. Are, have you surrendered your entire life to Jesus? Are you exclusively his? And this kind of made me think about, um, I remember when my wife and I, before we were married and we were dating, uh, we were at a Chili's, of course. Ch- I love Chili's. Uh, high class, bougie. Uh, <clears throat> it was a lunch date. And um, I, it was pro- I mean, we had only been dating, uh, I don't know, three or four weeks probably. I, I don't know, maybe a couple months. And... Um, I'm sitting with this beautiful girl, and I ask her to a um, a wedding, and her response was, "Well, sure, I'll go with you if if you don't if you don't want to take someone else." And in my mind, I was like, "I'm our, like this is my girlfriend, right?" But we hadn't had the DTR, okay? And so I was like, "If I don't want to take somebody else, I was like, I was like, all right." So I go, Jenny, listen. There's no one else I want to take. You're the only girl I want to take to this wedding and the only girl I want to date. So this is kind of, maybe this is our defining the relationship, right? And she was like, I, I feel the same way. And, you know, the rest is history. And now we have seven kids. And there you go. <laughs> After marriage. Um, okay. So, you know, have you, 
this is one-sided, of course, but have you had the DTR with God? You know, are, have you let him know that you are exclusively his, that you do not have an affection for anything else, that you don't put anything else above God because you are exclusively his? Because there's plenty to take our eyes off of him, but we've got to put our foot down and proclaim to our Lord that we are exclusively his. Because the world competes for our exclusivity. I know we can all relate to that. Um, in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, for love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So the world, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit, you know, lines up here that the things of the world are the lusts of the flesh. So the flesh, we have a flesh nature. We are always at war with the flesh. And we also have needs of the flesh, like food, clothing, shelter, things that God put that in us, right? Um, so that's okay, right? We have needs, but we are not to be led by the desires of the flesh. Um, you know, so being led, so the lust of the flesh is being led by these desires rather than desiring to be in the will of God. You think of, um, you think of Esau when he sold his birthright for a morsel of food. I mean, that's a, it's kind of a strange story, right? You're just like, man, he really, he did, he, so he regarded a great thing very lightly, and he also was just being led by his flesh. Um, so be the lust of the eyes. I want, I want, I want. This is covetousness. This is greed. This is a temptation that kind of lurks around all of us, right? But um, that is going to compete for our exclusivity, for us being exclusively his, and then see, oh, that, you guys didn't see that, but I did. The pride of life. All right, so the Greek word for pride in uh, 1 John 2, 15 through 17, as we go to the next slide, is um, aladzonai naya. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> all right, the pride of life. Obviously, we know that God opposes the pride, prideful and gives grace to the humble. Um, this, the pride of life is quite simply, you know, I rolled my sleeves up. I got myself here. Look what I've made for myself. Um, I, we've all been there, right? Um, it's empty braggart talk, an insolent and empty assurance which trusts in its own power and resources and shamefully despises and violates divine laws and human rights. An impious and empty presumption which trusts in the stability of earthly things. How easy that is to do, but how important it is for us to, um, if you're struggling with any of these three things, just give those to God. I mean, that's how we're going to get through these. It's not Jenny and I were talking. It's not rolling our sleeves up. It's not gritting our teeth. It's not, you know, you got to take a stance, but by taking a stance, you pray to God and ask him to empower you to uh, get over these things. Um, so that was number one. Uh, and number two on the how, uh, 
cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Let me get back to my notes here. Okay. Um, cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness. The Bible just tells us that's how we perfect holiness. 2 Corinthians 7 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So it's the fear of the Lord that drives us toward the pursuit of holiness. That we fear the Lord, that we respect him, that he is holy. And so we want to be holy. And we want to be set apart. We don't want to look just like the world, you know. And you can fill in the blank with what that looks like and what we're assaulted with. But we are to be different, you know. You want people um, not to be weird for weirdness sake. But if you just fit in and, and look just like and you're cool just like and this and that, you just kind of got to examine your life and just be like, you know, am I, am, I a lot, am I asking God to set me apart, to be um, more about his kingdom, to be more bold for the Lord, to um, witness to people, to pray at a restaurant to, and again, these aren't, don't, don't make these works of the flesh where you just like, okay, I'm going to do better. Um, you know, we always, we, the soup kitchen, boy, it gets picked on, but all right, well, I got to be set apart. I'm going to the soup kitchen later. I mean, you know, pray about it, pray about it, be led by the Holy Spirit. There's no better time to stop doing the wrong thing and start doing the right thing than right now. So whatever you may be wrapped up in that might be in secret, um, that's weighing on your conscience, the Holy Spirit is convicting you of, there's no better time than now to go, Lord, forgive me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my foot down for you and just empower me to live out a better life for your kingdom. Uh, three, on the how, in the pursuit of holiness. Present our bodies as living sacrifices, which is our reasonable service. Romans 12.1 We've read this, but I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And this is one of our favorite verses. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do we, how is our mind renewed? That is by being in the word of God. If we haven't said it one million times, I'm saying it again. Okay? And I'm telling myself, because it is so easy to get wrapped up in the, in the um, responsibilities of this life uh, and neglect getting in the Word. You know? So it's good that we spur each other on as that day approaches in that. 1 Corinthians 6, 12-13, our bodies are the Lord's. First Corinthians, okay, so all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meats for the belly and the belly for the meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. You know, we've been bought with a price, the blood of Jesus, the precious blood of Jesus. 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are 
bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So as we talk about holiness, I was talking to my good buddy, Chad, and we were just discussing um, holiness, really, at lunch the other day. And um, he, oh, go, go back to that last slide. Uh, he, as I was telling him about some things I was working through and, and praying about and studying, you know, it was like a light bulb. He's like, man, and he explained this to me. Chad, uh, in his younger years, and maybe he still does it, was a dirt bike rider. Is that right? Like a, how do you say it? Is that how you say it? Okay. On those, you know, with the hills and the things and you, all the sponsors and stuff like that. And I don't know if you were a professional, but um, anyways, he was like, you know, as you talk about pursuing holiness, I think about looking where you're going, okay, not what's right out in front of you like the don't sin, don't sin, I can't sin, I got to do these things, but you're looking where you're going. He's like when in, on a dirt bike, if you're riding around on that bumpy terrain and everything and you're looking right over your tire, you're going to feel every pebble. You're going to feel every thing and it's going to be a really rough ride. But if you're looking out in front of you where you're going, in this case, the pursuit of holiness. I'm, I'm going towards holiness. I'm not trying to not do these bad things. Then your ride's going to be very smooth as you ride a dirt bike. And that obviously connected with me. And so I, I, I just want to make that connection that let's look towards striving towards holiness and not r- what's right out in front of us. And really, how do we do that? By keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus who is holy and let's strive for, um, you know, bringing holy back to, we want to be holy. This isn't a word that's like, this isn't a word that is just like, ah, oh, man, I mean, I don't want to come across that way. We're not trying to, we're never, ever, we, we, the Bible tells us to, to think of others as better than ourselves. This is not about, this is not pharisaical to strive to be holy. The Bible tells us, be ye holy for God is holy. So that's, that's the point of today's message. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, listening and um, being here. So, you know, really, um, if you want to pursue holiness, you must be born again. Um, and if, if you're here today, you know, I, I'm, I'm, we don't do this enough, but uh, I'm just going to say if anybody is here today in this auditorium, in church today, and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to raise your hand and give your life to Christ today. And it's okay. I mean, it's okay if you're sitting in church today and you came here because someone invited you, um, but you don't know Jesus yet. You can know him today. So if anybody wants to give their life to Christ today, what a better day to do it. There's not a better day to do it than right now. So if you just lift your hand, make eye contact with me, come on. I would say come on up here. Don't be ashamed. Okay, if anybody that's listening online, if you are not saved, it's so simple. It's Romans 10, 9. Thou, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So I just want to close us in prayer. God, thank you so much for uh, this message, Lord. I pray that it... um, If it just impacts just one person, God, it's worth it. Lord, just help us to to look to you always, to keep our eyes fixed on you, Jesus, Lord, and to um, 
to pursue holiness, God, because you are holy. Lord, we are exclusively yours. We are exclusively yours, and we love you, Lord. We just, um, we thank you for this day. We pray for a great rest of the Sunday and a great week ahead. God, help us, empower us to be bold for your kingdom, Lord. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.